Good morning, everybody. Uh, we have a mixed trade in the grain markets here early on Monday morning. Sorry, I'm running just a couple minutes late this morning. It is 6.32 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures down one at 5.44 and a quarter. November soybeans down seven and a half at 13.41 and three quarters. September Chicago wheat up 13 and a half cents at 7.17 and a quarter. September Kansas City wheat is up 16 and a quarter at 6.89 and a half. September spring wheat is up six at 9.10 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, really appreciate it, guys. Leave me a rating or a review. I've had a lot more coming in since I've been uh, asking you guys to do that. So uh, certainly continue to do that. If you have any sort of opinion, if you like the podcast, leave me a positive review. If you have any sort of constructive criticism, I'd love to hear about it. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you like these videos. Uh, help me by helping YouTube to spread this thing out. Uh, help to keep this channel going. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Uh, go to that website. Click on Grain Marketing Plan here in the upper right-hand corner. For 49 bucks a month, I offer a subscription service. You get a ton of information from me for this 49 bucks a month. Uh, my morning email goes out every business day at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. I wake up early and put this thing together every day. Um, it includes every overnight headline that you need to be aware of, all my grain marketing recommendations, all my subscriber-only videos, uh, weather maps, weather information, um, all sorts of, of fundamental grain marketing information, capture and carry cash sales, all that sort of stuff. You don't need to be a futures or options trader to uh, to subscribe or participate in this deal. It's a standalone um, product. This is a monthly deal that can be canceled at any time. It's built to your credit card automatically. Uh, you can cancel at any time, no questions asked. Certainly check this deal out, guys. Get into the news here. Here this morning, uh, weather of course uh, continues to be a big topic, and we will talk about weather um, a little bit. The rains over the weekend, you know, going home on Friday, uh, this this system was was kind of in play and it was still moving, and I think there was some question in regard to which way it would track, and it ended up tracking mostly south, which was what the the weather prediction center map had had kind of projected the uh, the euro model said that it would hit most of Iowa and even northern Iowa and southern Minnesota it, it really did not so the areas that caught the most rain here over the last three days include you know some of eastern Nebraska there's there's a, a chunk or a, a small area of, of southeast South Dakota and then maybe a little bit of, of southwest Minnesota that did all right um, but this thing did track south and caught a lot of southern Iowa northern Missouri and that west to, to southern part of Illinois so northern Iowa Iowa, southern uh, Minnesota were the areas that maybe we, we thought would catch some of these rains because they could certainly need it, and they really didn't. You know, some areas maybe caught up to in half, a half an inch of rain. Maybe some areas locally did better. But overall, this was kind of as expected. I would, I would say that this was not any big, like, deviation from what was expected. Uh, the next seven days are going to be dry. I mean, absolutely nothing here in terms of uh, organized precipitation aside from the system that might hit, you know, the northern part of Wisconsin and Minnesota. But in terms of Corn Belt precipitation, precipitation, just scattered, kind of really nothing. Uh, you get a little bit re of relief, at least in, in terms of precipitation in your six to 10 day period. So the uh, the models are in pretty good agreement here. And the Weather Prediction Center agrees that you will see rain and even above normal rain return to the Corn Belt um, during the second week of August. And this is accompanied by above normal temperatures here. And when you go to the eight to 14 day map, it looks pretty similar. Uh, uh, rains that are above normal but also above normal temperatures and you look at both the 6 to 10 and 8 to 14 uh, they leave the plains pretty dry i mean northern plains dry again uh, southern plains maybe a little bit of relief in that 8 to 14 day period so we're kind of sticking with this theme here that uh, for the corn belt 
at least we're going to see some relief here uh, beginning this weekend. And that's kind of when you're going to see the heat come in. Most of the Corn Belt's actually going to be uh, fairly normal in regard to temperatures this week. But this weekend, it's going to get warmer, but that may be uh, accompanied by some rain, which would certainly be welcome. Um, to get into some other stuff here, uh, we continue to see larger acreage estimates for Brazil. There was another uh, well-followed group, Data Grow, was out, uh, I believe, last week. They say that Brazilian farmers will expand soybean acreage for the 15th consecutive year. Their estimate of 40.57 million hectares, that's over 100 million acres of soybeans, would mark a 4% increase uh, year over year. The group pegged the crop at 144 million, which would be up from 137 last year. That's kind of the, the general estimate estimate we've seen floating around here. So this is not a big surprise or anything like that. They haven't started planting beans in Brazil yet. The, the early stuff is typically planted in September. And then uh, late October, early November is kind of the big planting window. Uh, they're also expecting corn acreage to expand by 4 or 5% when you combine the first corn crop and the second corn crop. So we're looking for bigger acreage essentially across the board in Brazil, uh, as we do just about every year. Wheat prices in Russia have improved due to a weaker crop outlook. Uh, Russian export prices rose about 2.5% last week, according to well-followed group ICAR. Another group, uh, Sovicon, said that the, the rise was even a little bit more drastic. Um, we're seeing crop estimates cut because of low early yields. So you've got a lighter crop in Russia, potentially rising Russian export prices. That may all be partially responsible here for the, the strength in the wheat market uh, to start off the week. Uh, Russia is the world's third third largest wheat producer behind China and India. They would be fourth if you consider the EU a country in itself. But in any case, that's a big deal. So you've got the Russian situation, and then you've got this spring wheat situation here in the U.S., which is, is, is a well-known disaster. So you got a couple things uh, going for the wheat market here. I think that uh, in regard to winter wheat, this may really hurt export demand, but uh, we'll see what happens. I'm going to talk about this COVID situation, and this is not fresh news here this morning. This was out last week, but we've seen some kind of additional development here. Um, so the CDC essentially came out with new guidance last week. And what they're advising now, what the CDC is advising, is, is that both vaccinated and unvaccinated Americans wear masks in indoor public places in the areas of the country with the highest amounts of transmission. Uh, this is a quote here from uh, one of the news articles this morning. With cases of COVID-19 continuing to increase in the United States and a significant number of people who remain unvaccinated, the CDC's updated mask guidance is needed to help cur curb the spread of COVID-19, particularly the Delta variant, which we know is much more contagious. That's from the president of the American Medical, Associ uh, Amer American Medical Association. This is um, a hugely controversial topic, of course, and uh, I'm not here to provide you my opinion on it. But what I will say is this. If we get into a situation in which lockdowns become normal again, uh, that's a bad thing for our markets. Uh, last spring, in spring of 2020, uh, the COVID lockdowns were a disaster because people stopped driving and um, it killed corn demand via ethanol, which hurt the corn market drastically. Um this is a map from the CDC website, and anything that's red or orange is high or substantial risk of transmission. So they're saying that essentially the, the vast majority of the country, at least geographically, is in an area of high or substantial risk of transmission. So I think it's going to be up to, I hope it's up to uh, the states and, and the more uh, local governments to 
mandate whatever mask sort of deal is required. And that was kind of the, the deal last time around. There was some chatter that I saw in, in some of the outlets over the weekend indicating that they might push for some sort of national mandate. But then I also heard that somebody at the White House said that that's not on the table. Uh, we hope that that's not on the table. But this is potentially a, a, a big deal if it were to get in into some sort of lockdown situation. I don't think we're headed that way. I, I hope we're not headed that way. But uh, it's, it's certainly a situation to be aware of. The U.S. stock market doesn't seem to care at all. Um, equity futures float near all-time highs this morning ahead of the cash open. Uh, the U.S. Senate finished drafting a $1 trillion infrastructure investment bill. Uh, I think that's why the stock market's acting well here. This is a 2,700-page bill, um, a rare bipartisan effort, apparently. Um, they're going to review this thing and adjust this thing this week, so we'll see what happens. The cattle market, uh, we had cash cattle kind of in the same neighborhood Friday, 119 to 120 in the south, uh, 123 or 122 to 124 in the north, uh, somewhere like that. We had uh, the boxes up two to three bucks yesterday. Outside markets, uh, again, equities are higher. The S&P is up 20 points. The Dow Jones is up 120. Uh, bonds about flat. Uh, gold and silver down just a little bit. Crude oil is down 97 cents, 72.98 in the September WTI contract. U.S. dollars a little bit lower. Everybody have a wonderful day. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.